0: SEN America, this is the SEN NFL
1: Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk for me is my co-host, James James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hey, mate. How are you? And also sitting across the desk for me is Chris Bryant. He couldn't stay away, mate.
0: Had to come back. Look, I had that much fun. Yeah, I thought I'd uh, come back and not talk about myself, hopefully, and talk about a bit of football.
1: Yeah, we might hitch up for a funny story or something later if we can. Uh, today we're going to in, get over into the newsroom. Uh, there's been some interesting news this week, so we'll certainly get into that. And then we're going to look at top 10 interior defensive linemen and edge rushers. We're looking at a little bit different to what most people would with rather than just looking at the best D-line. Because in today's NFL, the D-line, you know, it's pretty different depending on what position you play.
2: Yeah, it certainly is. And I think interior defensive linemen uh are- more important than edge rushes in today's NFL, and I'll have a pretty clear reason why when I start going through them all.
1: We'll get to that in a minute. Today is the 51st episode. Chris still hasn't come in. I don't think he cares about us, but no, um, oh, yeah, well. he
2: Actually, he, he calls me a lot. He says he misses me and not you as much, Rich. Doesn't he doesn't talk to me anymore. No, it's no. fair enough. All you do is rag on him.
1: <laughs> Let's get out <over laughs> the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL Podcast. Straight off the top, Johnny Mansell suspended for four games by the NFL. Chris, did you ever get suspended by the NFL?
0: I never got suspended. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I, I think I was a good guy. But obviously, uh, you know, Johnny's had his issues over the time and just another one and now uh, four games out. So out of what? I'm not quite sure. As we were discussing earlier, he's been suspended. But
2: uh, it's such an irrelevant suspension. He's never going to play in the NFL again. I'd so. put almost anything on it. You know, he's just, he's done. Goodell hates him now, the entire league hates him, he's a terrible teammate. he's a waste of talent, um, but don't worry, he's got his trust fund to fall back on and he'll never have to worry about money again, so he'll enjoy the rest of his life, although apparently his parents are going to cut him off if he doesn't go to rehab, that's the newest story, but maybe they could have done that 10 years ago and he might still be a successful NFL quarterback.
1: But I'm worried about 10 years ago he didn't quite have the problems he has today.
0: Uh, it all starts somewhere. It starts somewhere, but yeah, I, I did read somewhere that he uh, he's told his family and friends that as of Friday he uh, he will be getting sober. So, so
2: he's got a few nights just so, to let uh, loose so and have some fun, and then he'll get sober. He's
0: got 24, 36 hours to. Uh...
2: Well, anyone ever say a year goes by and no stories have come out negatively? He's you know he's settled down. He maybe got a wife. You know he's happy guy. He's doing well. Does someone give him a shot?
1: No. No, I don't think so either. I think he's run his race. The
2: Cleveland Browns certainly won't. What a waste of – that was a draft where they could have taken so many good quarterbacks. What a
1: waste. Could I have, that,
2: had, could have had Russell Wilson?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I think the, the main thing that – the reason I don't think you'll get a shot is he never looked great in the NFL. He if, was getting there. If he had, there, that if if he was had at some stage, they'd say, oh, let's just bring him into camp. We'll have a look. Like uh, if, look if at Vince Josh- Young.
2: Vince Young can't get back, and he was much better than Johnny Manziel. I'd agree. And these are, Quincy Carter is a, a few years ago was a Dallas Cowboys uh, quarterback who had a great rookie season and then again got hooked on, on weed and drinking and was kicked out of the NFL. He's never got back and he actually played 16 games at a good level in the NFL. So I, I can't see Johnny getting back. I, I really can't. And yeah. nor should he. He's yeah, blown that chance. So.
0: Yep. I mean, you look at uh, even Tim Tebow years ago. He was he played a lot. You know, did a really good job at the Broncos. Yep. They didn't see him going forward. Someone else got him a go. Um, well, they all wanted him to play tight end, so, yeah. yeah. And, and he I, did I nothing say, wrong off the field, No, did he? and like T- he Tebow
2: was, was an angel, literally. Right. He was an angel off the field, so, uh, and, and yeah, and he can't get a gig now. He so.
0: got a little bit of interest, just, you know, I guess, you know, the publicity of it, yep. but... Yeah, now we got back out there. So I I think Johnny, unfortunately, yeah, he's done.
1: I think the NFL tells you when you're done, that's for sure. Moving on, uh, Ronaldo McLean has been suspended for 10 games for violating the substance abuse policy. That means he's been bounced once already for four games. This is pretty much... Actually, this
2: is his second run. So basically, he he got suspended for a season a few years ago, um, left the NFL for a year, and then he's come back in. So basically, it's reset. And he started again. He's then in the last two seasons been suspended one, for one game, four games last year, and now it's going to ten. Next ones, it's the season. He's done. Cowboys should cut him.
0: Well, it was just yeah, I was reading about that earlier as well. That you know they signed him again on a five year, five million dollar contract yep. for one year. So you know they obviously knew he had issues. Not a lot of guarantees in it as well. Well, that's the th- yeah, that was the and he takes question. up a
2: roster spot. That's, That's right. the biggest thing. He will be a part of their 52, 53 man roster. So, you have to, in my opinion, and I like Rolando McLean, and I'm so glad that he got a second chance, but you just can't keep pissing these chances away. And 10 games without him, and you have to have a roster spot, they may as well cut him now. They get a bit of, they get half or three quarters of that uh, contract money back in the cap space. Who cares about the money they've paid him? They don't give a it crap. It's all about yeah, it's cap money way. at this yeah. point. Um, and you can go sign a veteran linebacker, or maybe get a young guy. It, it, th- if they get three million dollars back, that's a good average well, player in the NFL.
0: I, I, I did some uh, some adding up. So if five million bucks. You know, if he misses ten games of it, that's you know he's missing out on about two point nine, nearly three million of that. Yep. So um, so it might cost the Dallas Cowboys two mil to get rid of him. Yep. Um, having said that, though, he you know after coming back after last year's violation, you know. Reading here that he's he had ninety seven tackles in eleven in the eleven games he played, two sacks, nine tackles for loss, ten quarterback pressures, one interception, and three pass breakups. So he's a good player. So he obviously you know he was the he was the
2: fifth pick in the NFL draft. You you don't get picked that early if you don't know how to play.
0: So that at that level you get chances and you get chances and you get multiple exactly. So. You know when it's when the do consistency they run out? Yeah. that bothers
2: me. It's got it's the same every same year. Same thing. Yeah. It's not like oh he's got done for something else now. It's every year it's weed. All he has to do is not smoke at a certain time of year, and he's no, fine. No, not now. Oh no, he's on the system no, now, the so they're getting him, they him all, test all the time, all the time.
1: Yeah. Uh, all, yeah, look, the he's biggest, just a moron. You're obviously a resident cowboy fan. Has Jerry Jones commented yet? Because that's the only opinion that matters. I've said nothing, and th-
2: this only came out this morning our time, so it was last night their time so I'm looking for more information Jerry Jones likes to stick by guys and it wouldn't surprise me if they don't cut him
1: well that's why I ask because he is known to give those second chances and third chances unless you poison the locker room
2: Like Which he doesn't like, like Hardy Yeah. And but he doesn't do Jerry, that. By Jerry all means, he's a good a good locker go. room guy. And, you know, from from what Chris said statistically, he's a good player. I thought the year before last, he was much better. He had a bit of a down year last year for me. And that if that's a down year, that's still pretty solid. You're still There's a good starting, a lot of starting linebacker. starting linebackers
1: who don't have figures like so, that? And that's
2: the thing. And, and this is where he comes in. And we don't have another replacement because we took Jalen Smith on the, you know, relying on Rolando McLean to get us through one more year so he can heal, maybe two more years so he can get back from, to full flight. Um, how much is that going to hurt them now? That draft pick. How much is not taking Miles Jack now going to affect them? Because that's who I think they should have taken. Um, I think Jalen Smith will be the better player if he's healthy, but
1: who knows? Zeke's going to be exciting though. Yes. Jet Sheldon Richardson suspended for one game, and you put no further information on the rundown for me. It's so, all the same. Do you want to take It's, it all, it's all, oh, the all the same. It's
2: all. A, it's all for substance abuse. It's all Manzel, Rolando McLean, and Sheldon Richardson. This is his first chance, first time being caught. So it's just the one game. Um, but now he's in the system. So you'll see next year it'll be four. There's always a trend. It Normally, if it goes to one, it, it it's very common that it then becomes four next season. It's not often they just go, okay, I'm going to stop now. It, it's an addiction for these people. And until the NFL make it legal, that you're always going to have these problems.
1: That's probably the most interesting thing, I think, Chris. Uh, the, there's so many states down in the U.S. where it is legal. Well was only five. It's, it's, it wasn't that long ago. It was zero. Yeah. So it's certainly becoming something that's being more socially accepted. Um, South Australia's got a lot of laws around having your own use for things like that. So well, we really... do now.
0: Victoria does. Now they've got their own uh, oh, got the medical marijuana growing here somewhere. Secret location, so yeah, J-X I think backyard is I that, wish I'd be <laughs> filthy rich yeah. I've, I've been looking for it but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I yeah, I just think you know I guess you know there's so many over there, why are they why are they what's the need to do it like I, you know there's that sort of money, you just don't do it I think
1: but, uh, tough upbringings, doing it as kids, and just can't kick it. I think a lot of that's where totally it comes from.
2: It's habit, totally habitual. Yeah. It's the bottom line, and these guys start and they can't stop. And what I guess what irritates me is, you know, they get to play in the NFL and they get paid a lot of money to play in the NFL, a lot of money. You know, we're talking about Orlando McLean missing out on two point nine million dollars. I'll be lucky if I make that in my lifetime. Incredibly lucky. Mm. And, and this is the thing. He just he's just going to get that given to him to play football, and it's it's all gone. And this is Sheldon Richardson. It's the start of something that could turn out worse. And I hope it doesn't. I hope he realises... Is this his first offence? First offence, yeah. Yep. Hopefully well, the he play- first known offence. Who yeah. knows how many chances they get before they go, oh, you're done for one game now. Like, we, we don't really know. Yeah. The Very NFL terrific. don't like suspending players.
0: No, that's right. They they want their good players on the field. Lying on Sundays. It is. Yep. It's all cash. How many Sheldon Richardson's jerseys do
2: Jets, Jets fans have? It's all money yep. in the bank.
1: Moving on from... Uh, violations and... So let's move on to more money. <laughs> move, move on to something else. Oh, more money. Colts quarterback Andrew Luck signs a six-year, $140 million contract extension with 47 of that fully guaranteed. But it is a little spaced out, but it is all guaranteed.
2: He'll earn $75 million in the next three years if he plays every game. So what I would do is play my next three years and retire at 30 <laughs> and enjoy the rest of my life. Now, Andrew Luck won't because he's a competitive guy and... You know he'll he'll want to win a Super Bowl and whatnot, but this is such a deserved contract, and it's about as team friendly a 140 million dollar contract can be. 47 million of fully guaranteed money. So that's his basically signing bonus and his first year. Then it's pretty much it's all based on playing. Um, now, Chris, I know you know pretty well you don't get a cent of much until you play a game.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's, you know, I mean, still 47 mil guaranteed. So it's a, it's a lot of money. So if he
2: was cut today, he gets $47 million. That's what he gets. The day after he signs, yeah. that's what he gets.
0: So, look, you're up looking at, uh, and that's his first year, you said. So, yep. you know, you're looking around 100 mil for the last five years of it, you know, which is $20 million a year, which yep. is, you know, this is right up there with It's the know, highest Rogers paid contract and, ever.
2: Yeah. And it's only like that because, you know, if Aaron Rodgers was getting signed this day, on, on, on this day, on this cap, he'd be getting the same. He'd get and it. And it's just going to keep happening. What I'm interested in with this. We always knew he was going to get signed. That's not the talk. How does this affect Von Miller's contract? Because that's won't. what I was predicting Von Miller to get, roughly in that area. Mm, I, he doesn't got, get more than that now. Ha, ha, I don't I, don't think before
1: so. we move on, though, Luck uh, here was already under contract, right? He's got, it's an extension. Yeah, so this is tacked on the end, yeah. or is it, it a complete year. rebuild?
2: No, it starts next year. Okay, so he's in his he's in his, four, he's in his final year because he's got his fifth year option. Yeah.
1: Okay, and then this will take over from there. Yep, yeah, from next season.
2: But the, the signing bonus comes straight away.
1: So he's basically tied up for seven years. So when you look at Von Miller, and what he's going to get, yeah, he w- obviously he won't get. I don't think he will get seven. No, no way. But
2: no one likes to go over six.
1: I don't know if I'd like to go to six with a guy like. I, mean, I think Miller's a great player but
2: anything other than a quarterback I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't like going I don't feel more than great four. about it I think four's the prime the prime number for for anything else because it's just especially a defensive lineman or, or an outside linebacker like von Miller the, the contact level they live in it's so physical the body is hammered all the time there's no avoidance of contact at that level so and and this is you know a, a cornerback they can make a couple of tackles a game and then relatively avoid heavy contact for an entire game a DN
0: can't no and it's it's at practice too, yep, you know it's you put you, your pads on during the week and you you're just banging heads yep. all week, so look, I think von Miller will get you know big it'll be three figures, just you I know. just
2: don't know if they, I think Denver is sitting there now going, we're
0: not going to pay you as much as Andrew luck. you're not a quarterback, I don't think so, yeah, I hear so. it'll be a hundred and something, but it definitely won't be a hundred and forty maybe more guaranteed. Because of what he's actually going to do for the soul. Yeah, they
2: might be give more upfront, but yep. not as long. if I was Von Miller, I'd want to sign. I'd say, all right, take that thirty million of bullcrap money you're going to give me the last three years of my or two years of my contract. Give me a four year, hundred million dollar contract with fifty guaranteed. Yep. And then in four years' time, we'll revisit it because yeah. what are the chances of you playing to that sixth season?
0: That's right. Like he's Especially gonna be, there, yeah. He's
2: going to a quarterback, definitely. Yeah, he'll he'll play till he's forty. Yeah, you know, unless something serious happens, which it just doesn't happen that often.
0: Do you think Andrew Luck is worth that yes, as a quarterback? Hundred percent. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, there's
1: only right now there's only a handful of quarterbacks you'd want to give that deal to because yeah. a lot of the yeah you, know, you would always say um, Manning. Breeze, Brady, well, Manning's already done. Breeze has got to be at the end, and so does Brady. So when you start looking to those younger quarterbacks, there he's are the not top. many in the league I would want to give that deal to.
2: He, oh, he's, he's yeah. the top one. and You know, it's, it's going to be you – know, and it looks like you know, everyone ragged on the Dolphins last offseason for signing Ryan Tannehill to that contract. When you look at this, you think Ryan Tannehill is coming pretty cheap. Now you can rag on the Ravens for signing Joe Flacco four years ago to that ridiculous
1: contract. But he bet on himself. He won the Super Bowl. Exactly. You can't let him walk. It's you like got to and sign you, him.
2: People rag on him. They don't rag on Paul Kruger, who then went and swindled the Browns into a ridiculous contract, and he's now a situational pass rusher two years after signing that massive deal. So mm. uh, but I'm just saying uh, the way the cap's going to keep going up, and it's going to go up next year with the TV deals changing. Yes, this will be a perfect. This will be a great deal for us. Well, fans. I
0: remember when I was over there, John Dorsey was the scout at uh, the college scout at the Packers, yep. and he's one I formed a personal friend friendship with. And I asked him about Andrew Luck whether he's going one or Robert Griffin, and he said, "Mate, Andrew Luck is the most special quarterback I've seen in a long, long time." Yep. So he's in his eyes, he'd been doing a long time that he was no doubt number one, and this sort of stuff, I guess, you know, they knew. Back then once you get it you yep. do not let him go so, yeah. and, like, yeah, and right. how lucky are the Colts they I know they lose that's Peyton so- Manning
2: they have one bad year because Peyton was yeah, well, injured they, Yeah, yeah. Oh, did they win one, one game, game year one game one and 15 and then they land Andrew Luck and just go to Peyton Manning thanks mate thanks for your 12 years
0: we'll see you later to say goodbye to Peyton Manning for this guy, you know, you've given up a bit. Like, so it's just so great. They, I think they've done yeah, a great job. Well,
2: people said Peyton Manning should have got MVP that year because he took a team from 14-2 and two the year before without him to 1-15. and 15.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: like, that's pretty yeah. incredible.
1: Yep. Um, unfortunately, turned to a bit of sad news. Uh, Buddy Ryan passed earlier in the week. Now, if you're into the NFL and you follow it, you've, you've probably already heard this, and you would have heard a lot of people comment on it, but... This is a guy who's probably best known for being a defensive coordinator with the Chicago Bears on A5 the 85 Bears. best defense 85 in Bears. NFL history. And they are they still hold a lot of records, least amount of touchdowns given up, rushing touchdowns, yards. And there's only
2: about 3 they don't hold, and oh. those 3 are pretty insignificant.
1: Yeah, so that that defense was exceptional. He then went on to be a head coach at Philly and a defensive coordinator at the Oilers and then back to being a head coach at the Cardinals afterwards. The Cardinals
2: were bad couple of years. That was
1: some rough years for him. He won't really be remembered for that, but he will be remembered for a handful of things. One, uh, his two sons are every bit as charismatic and crazy as he is. What?
2: Yeah. And um, how great is that? Leaving, you know, these are two two boys growing up with his with their dad, who are now exactly like their dad. If there's anything that you can leave as a man, I think it's having a couple of sons that you've influenced so much that they're like you. And in, you know, we rag on them a bit, especially Rob. But they're two NFL coaches. They're highly successful in their industry. There's not a ton... Like, that. that's the top, yep. and they're doing it. Totally and, and, you know, you can rag on them all you want, but what a legacy he's left behind.
0: He has, and I remember reading Rex's book, um, yep. and he Rex just couldn't not speak highly enough of his dad. Yep. Not only for being a dad, but being the the NFL yep. coach person that he is and his reputation and his... Persona, I guess, around the league, so
2: um, very well respected, and it's so interesting. That at, at the eighty-five Bears, he's the only guy who ever him and Mike Dicker, who was the head coach, they hated each other. Yeah, and there was a clause that he couldn't fire Buddy Ryan in his contract because he they hated each other's guts, but it worked.
1: It always really, worked. The really interesting, thing, I heard Mike talking during the week, and he said, "Well, it's how many Super Bowls did I win after I separated from Rob?" It's like, well, none. How many did he win? None. He goes. Yeah, we should have been stopped being such idiots for a little while and just and, sucked and it just up. Sucked yeah. it that got that up. was if you've
2: ever watched the thirty for thirty on the eighty-five Bears. That's what all the players say. When when Buddy left the next year, so they had Buddy without Mike the year before. Then when both of them together, they had the eighty-five Bears, which was, was very well renowned. And the next year, Buddy left, and they went back to basically what they were the year before. Mm-hmm. And the players all said, if they just could have separated themselves and got along, like for the sake of getting along. They didn't have to go and have a beer together every Friday night, but just tolerated each other. Yep. Who knows what that dynasty yeah, could I have mean,
0: been. That- yeah, that's how I agree. It's you know, it's a winning sport and yep, you know, sometimes your egos have got to be checked at the door if you want to Spot win. Spot on. So yeah, it absolutely
1: mean, is Super Bowl twenty, when they beat the Patriots forty six ten. Comfortably. They destroyed them they and absolutely destroyed. Buddy them. Ryan
2: had in his playbook basically you have to kill the quarterback. You know they were the they were the defense that ended the two running back system in the NFL because that forty six front, which is if people don't realise, it's not four defensive linemen, six linebackers. He invented the safeties in the box, so he'd stack he'd his four three stack it inside and then bring the safeties down to the edge and created basically a way to cover everyone and play the run with pretty much two extras on every single play. You can't block it.
1: Yeah, the only thing that really slowed that defense down was when he came up against Joe Gibbs when he was head coach of of Philly. And the head coaches in that division for a while were exceptional. I'll come back to that. But when he went to that three-receiver set... Spread. ...with the tight end, went spread spread, the the 46 couldn't slow it down anymore. Buddy Ryan
2: is is known for inventing the spread offense because offenses went, how the hell are we going to beat him? Let's take a running back out. And now look at the NFL now. No one runs eye form. Maybe on the goal line. That's about it. There's not many teams who set up in the eye. A fullback, I remember when I first started watching NFL, you have the starters and the fullback would be there. It's not. It's yeah. three wide receivers now or two tight ends. So you just don't get that anymore. And he is the reason that happened because people went, how are we going to beat this this defense? Oh, this is what we have to do. Spread yeah. them out. Make their safeties cover us one-on-one.
1: That's yeah. what they did. For a short period, the NFC East, the head coaches were Bill Parcells, um, O'Ryan, um Joe Gibbs, and Dallas was Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, that's four incredible. That was when that, that all that, at once that division was just
2: something different. You know, they, they were all good teams, and you know we all know the Jimmy Johnson story. And I guess and another thing you say, check your ego at the door. If Jerry Jones had done that in those era, how many more could have they won with yeah. Jimmy Johnson? It's, it's again, and this is what it, it's an egotistical league, and. Buddy Ryan certainly had a strong personality and it was either love me he or hate He punched an me.
1: offensive coordinator once yeah. like he, on the sideline. Can imagine you imagine if that happened today, now? Oh, today <laughs> it
2: would be. like You see media go nuts over them yelling at each other. Offensive co- coaches should be always yelling at each other because they're all trying to find a way to, to you know, win. You're going to win. That's exactly. It it's it's all about, and if, uh, I find if someone's, now uh, you don't go punching your coach, but if, someone, if he's that passionate about something to get that upset about it, Players will look at that, and every defensive player would have watched him punch that coordinator and gone,
0: yeah, that's our coach. Yeah. He cares for us. Yep, yep. He, he wants us to win. He's got our back, yep. yep. So and we'll do it. the same for him on yeah. the field.
2: Very yeah. sad, but you know he, he leaves a great legacy, and um, I'm sure his boys will honour him pretty well. They're, they're now together. Well, I, re- I really want to see a Buffalo Bills mass run with um with with Rex as the coach and Buddy as um sorry and Rob, Rob. Rob as the D coordinator I really want to see them make a Super Bowl run and could you imagine the hype around that that and would just be fantastic now, to watch he, Rob's, Rob's yeah, defensive coordinator together. there no, um, which I don't think is a good fit but you know what family and this is you know what Buddy probably sits there thinking you know what Rob really had struggled the last few years but you know your family sticks together and there's so much of that in the NFL that and it's great it's something so
0: great about it it's it's definitely what you know, nah, who you know, not what you know sometimes, yeah. yep. you know, it's Spot a on. it's a boys club. So, you know, Rex obviously a lot talked in his book about how important family was and they stick together no matter what. So you should uh, read collision oh, low crosses a good, as well. That's
2: a, a guy who traveled with the Jets the year they lost in the AFC championship game. And Buddy Ryan, he wasn't involved, but he's in the book because basically Rex, just said my dad my dad did this, my dad did that and that mm. he, as, a, as a as a man what more do you want but your boys looking that's up right. to you 100 no, percent that, and that's and that's the I think out of everything you know the 85 bears and whatnot that's the ultimate legacy yep. he leaves behind absolutely
1: look, Chris is you know fast becoming a part of our family here James so and he fo- and Rex cut him so you know what I don't hope Rex goes that well
2: I'm sorry, I love Rex. <laughs> Rex didn't cut him, it was the the special teams guy. Westoff.
0: Westhoff. Yeah. West we don't like Westoff. He booked my ticket back here before <laughs> I even signed there. Oh.
1: Gosh. Coming yeah. up next, we're going to take a look at the defensive line. Taking a look at... NFL's defensive line, it is a place of riches at the moment. Like these lists were hard to put together.
2: Especially interior.
1: So we've mixed this up a little bit. So, Jay, why don't you explain how you've broken this down and then we'll get into it?
2: Okay, basically, I've got my top 10 interior defensive linemen. Now, that doesn't just mean you're a defensive tackle in the NFL, they play these things called schemes. Sometimes you can be an interior defensive end with outside linebackers rushing. So I've included them as my interior guys. And then I have my top 10 edge rushers who are exactly what it says. You're Either your hand in the ground defensive end edge rusher or your stand-up outside linebacker edge rusher. Um, and basically the way I've ranked them, if, you, if you're wondering why, for example, JJ Watt is an interior defensive lineman for me, because purely he plays about 60% of the snaps on the interior. So yes, he's a good edge rusher, but... He is predominantly, by not by a lot, but by a little, he's an interior lineman. Now, he's number one if you put him anywhere, either one, so it doesn't matter. But Wait that's on, any, how, that's basically... defensive
1: list, he's number one. Exactly.
2: So if you think, if, if I mention someone interior, you say, oh, they rush the edge sometimes. Yeah, of course they do, but that's not their primary role. All
1: right, well, let's start with the top 10 interior linemen. You want to start at, oh, you want to do honourable mentions or you want to kick it off from 10?
2: I'll just mention my honourable mentions. We've got Dantari Poe from the Chiefs. Derek Wolfe from the Super Bowl-winning um, uh, Denver Broncos, Jarrell Casey from the Tennessee Titans, and Malik Jackson now at Jacksonville, but was a, a Denver Bronco as well. They're my honourable mentions. We'll then roll in. Do you want me to, how many do you want me to do? Five? Uh, give me... Do the top
1: five? Yeah, give me 10, ten 9, 8, 7, okay. 6, 5.
2: Okay, I have Calais Campbell, the defensive end from the Arizona Cardinals. I have then Mike Daniels, the defensive end from the Green Bay Packers at number nine number eight, I have Linville Joseph, the defensive tackle from the Minnesota Vikings. At number seven, I have Fletcher Cox, the D-end from the Philadelphia Eagles. And at number six, I have Kaiwan Short, the D-tackle from the Carolina Panthers.
1: Chris, any of those jump out at you that... uh, I know which one's going to jump out at everyone. It's crucified.
0: I think number seven there, you know, he's just obviously got his new contract, so he's in the media, but... um... Yeah, look, they're all uh, you know, they're all solid players. They all do their job. I mean, it's hard to obviously it's a, it's a good list. So I can see that who's up the top. So, you know, it, there's it's like shelling peas, isn't it? They're all there's pretty There's so many good interior they, linemen. They all do their job week in week out and This uh, is the
2: hardest list I've had to make. Yeah. The interior line, there are 20 guys. Like I've got four honorable mentions. Yeah. I could have had 10 more. Like there are so many good interior linemen. And I, I think the NFL is now turning a corner with how important these interior guys are because they're not just big fat guys anymore that yeah. that just block up gaps. They are now strong, fast pass rushes. And what's the quickest way to get to a quarterback? Straight line, straight up the center. Yeah. So you know interior linemen and centers, especially as someone who plays center, when you have a good interior lineman, it is the toughest role because you have no space to work with, and you know you give him a half an inch, he's getting the quarterback, cool. and you have no space.
0: They, uh, I don't think they look like athletes, but you know they definitely they, play they like are. It. They're quick. They're you know they're strong, and they just they butt heads all day, and you know as strong as an ox basically. Can I we- just
2: say as well, Mike Daniels? He's on the best contract for Green Bay Packers. They signed him about this time last year, and everyone ragged on them. He has twelve point five million dollars guaranteed. That's it on his contract. It's a four year, forty eight million dollar contract. That is
1: a great deal. I agree. Who, you, who, who don't you like, Rich? Where's McCoy? Mate. You, you dogged didn't... me. You left my guy off. We got one elite player on the whole damn team. Not true. you, you have, left him he's off. He's not
2: even your best defensive player. Your best defensive player is uh, Levante David. Look, I left him is, off but... because I watched a bit of his tape, and I also used a lot of Pro Football Focus. Um, and They're a great website for finding you know rankings and the way they grade players, and not just this is how they are overall. They give you run-stopping, pass-rushing, all that kind of stuff. He just isn't consistent enough. When he's on, he's on, but he plays lazy. Now, that might be cuz he has to play for the Bucks. He Dark, has get out of here. He has incredibly lazy I have to Sit here and listen to this. Yes, you do. You have to. Just turn your microphone <laughs> off. Hang
1: on Yeah, I get stuffed. <laughs> uh, the other one thing is we all know how how much you hate Philly and you put Fletcher Cox down at 7. Is is it just to be mean or do you believe it?
2: No, that's where I rank Fletcher Cox yeah, in the NFL. Enough. and when you hear my top five, it's a it's, oh, tough. it's a pretty good list. It's it is good tough list. to have him above that. And I I actually really like Fletcher Cox. But Fletcher Cox for me is is a model of consistency. He's consistently a very good football player. He is never elite. He is never just he never takes over a game and dominates it. He's consistently good all the time. And that's not a bad thing. That's a very good thing to have. I just couldn't squeeze him in above the others.
1: It's all timing on your contracts. And it
2: could be. Like one he's the, the only good player on that
1: defense, yeah, One of the guys we haven't spoken about yet who's coming up is on the best contract. Yep. You know, but we'll get to it in a sec. The last one I want to touch on is... Um, Quite Short, I thought, had an outstanding season last year yep. for, for the Panthers. Um, He's a
2: guy I didn't realize how good he was till I went and looked at his a, tape and yep. his rankings it, and whatnot. He, he sets season. up
1: a lot of that D. He's got an outstanding middle linebacker behind him who two. gets a free – well, yeah, two, fine. They get free runs they have because no of edge what rush. he chews up. He had
2: 11 sacks from a one technique. So if people know what a one technique is, that's between the guard center. It's a, that's an incredible feat. So It was handy. Yeah.
1: Count us down. Go from five down to one.
2: Uh, well, for some reason, my computer has just turned off, so you might have to count them for me. Here you go, mate. Oh, here we go. Now I've got... Here we go. Chris, Chris is on paper. Much more organized than me. <laughs> okay, so I've got number five, Muhammad Wilkerson from the New York Jets. Number four, Ndamukong Suh from the now Miami Dolphins. He made his name at the Detroit Lions. Number three, Geno Atkins from the uh, Bengals. Number two, Aaron Donald from the LA Rams. And Still number one, cool. I have JJ Watt and from the uh Houston Texans. If you can't understand why, then do not talk to me about football.
1: <laughs> Aaron Donald is I a almost pushed him to number 1. He is such a good player and he is on such a good contract. What
2: what I wanted to do was put JJ Watt at number 1 for edge rushes and number 2 for interior. So I just so I could have um so <laughs> you two, play I, a game I could have him at one. Full around. Now, uh, I couldn't do that cuz JJ Watt is the most he could go if he continues this for three or four more years, he'll go down as probably the best defensive end, defensive lineman in, in NFL history. Um, his versatility is outstanding. He is an edge rusher, he has the most sacks ever in his fir- in in three years, in a three year span. He's an outstanding player. Uh, and yeah, there's no reason why he's on one. But Aaron Donald, he is in only in his second year, he only needs 10 sacks this year to be the have the most sacks in his first three seasons in the NFL. So I think you will probably get close to that.
1: Yeah, I I think he on this entire list, Aaron Donald's the last guy I would want to meet in a dark alley. I think he is...
2: No, because JJ Watt won't do anything unless there's a camera on him and he gets some publicity out. Yeah, of
1: he'd probably give me a autograph and yeah. send me on my way, give me a free football. Because as
2: good a footballer he is, he's a total no. I just
1: think if I had to line up opposite Donald... I cannot imagine having to go against him for a game. There
2: is no way. You take the Croydon Rangers' entire offensive line.
1: All five. We couldn't block him. No, you couldn't. He would just (laughs) rip us apart.
2: He is the most physically dominant defensive tackle I've seen in in 10 years. And he's very different to J.J. Watt. He's he's certainly not an edge rusher. But as I said, the quickest way to the quarterback is up the middle. And that's what he does exceptionally well. The other guy I want to touch on is Juno Atkins. I feel like he's a forgotten man, and he is such a good football player. He's the catalyst of that defense. He makes guys like Carlos Danlock, Carlos, how do you say his Dunlap. Dun- Dunlap, look much better than what he is. Hence, why you're going to find he's not on my edge rusher list. Uh, that's that's my opinion. I think he's so good.
1: Throw a few stats at him. He's a four time Pro Bowl of 2011, 12, 14, and 15.
2: Yeah, he's very good, and he missed a year to injury. Came back last year and was didn't miss a beat. Um, he just plays for the Bengals, so he doesn't get as much hype as some of the other guys do, which is uh, a shame.
1: Fourth round pick, one twenty overall.
2: Yep, what a steal! There it is, good steal. Any
0: others you got questions on? No, I was just looking here also at uh, Mo Wilkinson. He had you know twelve sacks last year, so he's uh, you know he was doing his job there. He's oh, a, he's, he's a freak. He's a so. Oh, look, who, who wouldn't you take on that list? You know what I mean? Exactly. You, and, and there's,
2: yeah, I said, the, the, the riches, I think that interior linemen are now becoming more important in the NFL. And it's not because coaches are getting better at using him. It's because they're becoming more superior athletes and they're becoming it very, very quickly. Uh, they're, yes, they're no longer the big fat guys that just stand in the way of people. They are now very good athletes. Um, and Dharmik can Sue, yeah, he's overpaid by Miami. But that doesn't mean he's not a good football player. Oh. You know, Fletcher Cox is overpaid if you look at it, but they're all
1: good. Yeah, it, we, I mean, we were talking about it last year during the season that, that Sue wasn't having great production. Because he was getting triple but, teamed. Yeah, when they had other guys out, was it Wake who was out for a while? Yeah. The second he comes Olivia back. Olivia
2: Vernon should give him half of his money. Yep. Seriously, Olivia Vernon's earning more than Ndarmic and Sue. So who's getting overpaid really? Like, yeah. Who would you take?
1: Oh, Sue. Exactly. Heartbeat. He is. Now. Vernon's like not a bad player. Not at all. But,
2: but D- Detroit are so dumb for letting him leave. Such a dumb move by them. It's someone that you'll never replace. They should have just paid him what Miami were going to pay him because, look, their defense went from number two in the league to number 28 in the league in the space of losing one player.
1: Yeah. You know,
2: that's just, And that's how simple it is. So people can argue that one, and I, I think that's what people have the biggest problem with, him being above uh, Muhammad Wilkerson and Fletcher Cox and and short, but, you know, I you just watch the tape. It doesn't lie. Even when he's triple teamed, he still stalemates them all. So, yeah. And that's so effective. There's three guys that can't block other people, you know. Um, the, actually, can I just touch on one more guy before we move on? Sure. Linville Joseph from Minnesota. Well done getting his career a late bloomer, a free agency steal. He is not a great pass rusher. If he could pass rush, he'd be up in the top three, but he can't. Uh, but what he does for the running game and that Minnesota defense as a whole is second to none. So I'm really glad he's kind of found his his niche there in that in that, in that that system and on that team.
1: Turning our attention to the edge rushers, these are guys who are just pure get up the field, sack the quarterback.
2: Spot on, yeah. And, you know, I like to put a little bit more into it. I'd looked for guys who can also hold the edge. I'm not a big fan of just the straight-up speed rusher that can only get... You know they can only get you a few sacks. They can't actually play the run. I don't like situational guys. I wanted basically full time, you know, full time uh, outside linebackers or defensive end. Uh, same again. Do you want me to start with from number ten? Go to six.
1: Yep. Oh, I'll give
2: you my my honorable mentions: uh, Cameron Jordan from the New Orleans Saints, Tamba Harley from the Chiefs, and Melvin Ingram from the Chargers.
1: Poor Jordan's out for the year, isn't he, with the knee? I don't think so. Am I thinking of someone else? I think you Who's are. Who's from the Saints who did? His- Oh, that's uh, Hakaka, the yeah. outside linebacker.
2: Um, my number 10, Demarcus Lawrence from the Dallas Cowboys. Number 9, Pennell McPhee, the outside linebacker from the Chicago Bears. Number 8, Jadavian Clowney from the uh, Houston Texans. It's number 7, richy. Robert Quinn from uh, LA Rams. And number 6, Olivia Vernon from
1: now the New York Giants. One of the most highest paid defensive players going around.
2: Yeah, and look, it, it, off what he did last year, he... he It's free agency. You're going to get paid. The Miami Dolphins just let him walk so they could bring in Mario Williams, who's not on my list and never will be. He's way past it, and it's just stupid. They could have kept him on the franchise tag and worked out a deal. Now, he didn't know what he was going to get in free agency then. You probably could have got him for a lot less than what he got.
1: So that's my opinion of him. Um, Who didn't you like? That is the thing with free agents, though.
2: Yeah. If you hit free agency, you're getting paid. You always have to overpay. that's why NFL bought in the franchise tag, because everyone would go to free agency otherwise.
1: Um, look, because I can see the rest of your list. Mm. There's nothing there that really upsets me. Yeah, you yeah. left my guy out on the last list. So I'm I'm over it now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, Jadavian Clowney is one that I thought would turn some heads. He had a sneaky good year last year from a guy who, who's still a bit banged up. But remember, I'm pro- I'm projecting this to next season. Yeah. I think he's going to really hit it all next season. He's going to get. He'll be healthier and he'll be fine. Uh, and Panel McPhee, a lot of people probably don't know who he is. He's a guy who came from that Ravens Super Bowl winning defense to Chicago. He doesn't just play edge rush for them. He is the stoutest run stuffer from the edge. He also plays a bit of middle linebacker. Uh, I think he's just such a fantastic rusher and run stopper from that edge that I couldn't leave him off.
1: I'm still amazed when when the Bears switch defenses...
2: How well it's gone?
1: How well it actually turned out? Come the end of the year, now, it was horrible at the start. Well, they made some trades. They but it made turned some good around moves. really quick. For they it. really did. And, Credit and, to
2: them. And they've got some good coaches there, obviously that are that are teaching the way. Um, Robert Quinn. I want to see him get back to his best this year. He's been a bit injury plagued the last couple of seasons, so hopefully he can get going.
1: Look now, your top five, five down through to one.
2: I have got Michael Bennett.
1: At five, a strange dude, Michael Bennett. He's a strange dude, he but he can interesting... certainly play. Was he there when
2: you were there?
0: Yeah, he was at the Bucks uh, when I was there. And that is the
2: dumbest decision the Bucks have ever made in their
0: entire lives. Well, and I think I, I believe he first came as an offensive lineman, and then really? I think they changed him during, uh, yeah, training. So you mean camp. he was drafted out of college as an offensive lineman? I think so. Okay, don't quote me on that, but I. I Oh yeah, something rings a bell. That do you that, remember seeing him there? Yeah, yeah. And again, he just he looked loose and whatever. But he was—they just wanted him to get at the quarterback. So yeah. and, it, uh, and I think I believe that that's what they the did. contract
2: he's still guys. Teams are trying to find him. That's what everyone's trying to find—that guy who can play the edge, who can play the inside, and do it all at a consistent level. He plays the run as well as he rushes. Uh, guys are paying people like Malik Jackson massive money to be that person. Yet the Seahawks have had him for four years now on such a team-friendly contract. And you know what? He He's com- got three years left. He on complains
1: it. about holding out every year,
2: but he never does it because no. you know what? Because he likes football.
1: Yeah. He also likes getting paid. Yeah, there's and nothing he can do. He's got he three years it. left. He signed, he signed it. it. If
2: he could go back now, yeah, he probably plays it differently. But who knows what success he has if he leaves Seattle? He might n- never be never be relevant. All I know is Undrafted Tampa Bay free agent. Undrafted for agent. Yep. Or um brother of Mattalius Bennett, the tight end from Cowboys, Giants. He's now at New England. I think he had a stint somewhere else in between uh, Chicago. So he's he is certainly from a good caliber football family and he's just a different maker a difference maker for that Seattle Seahawks defense. Um guy who rushes inside, outside, but you know I almost wanted him higher but you just couldn't with the other four I've got above him. Um, We'll jump on number four, Justin Houston. Coming off an an injury last year, the year before he had 20 sacks. So this is a guy that can certainly rush the passer. He's incredibly intelligent. The only thing I will say for him is he's in a stacked defense. They have Tamba Hulley on the other edge and Dantari Poe who draws double teams. But you produce those sort of numbers. You still gotta
1: go and get the sack. Exactly. Even you, if you want to win a one, left tackle. you still gotta beat a left tackle. You
2: still gotta beat, you know, the best offensive lineman in the in the world and get to a quarterback who, you know what, is probably pretty quick too most of the time. Even the slow ones are reasonably quick. So that's how I have him there. Uh, number three, this is a guy who's really jumped off up, up my list this from last season, Ezekiel Anza from the Detroit Lions. This guy, you want to watch an edge rusher? He is a gun. Get up his tape. He's such a good player. He's is, he is hand in the ground, and he's coming on every play. And left tackles don't like that. They don't like a guy that is just going to play with effort. And motor every single down. They want the guys. they will take a playoff here and there, but rush when it's a, when it's a good situation. This guy will bring it on every single down. Uh, and an outstanding football player. Now my two and one. These were the hardest guys to put separate. I, I almost wanted to give them an equal number one because they're both that good.
1: If you'd done it, I wouldn't have let you. I know. You that's can't, why you can't do it. You can't, can't do, what, do, you can't one, do. And one a. Give so me a spell.
2: I went for the youth. I put Khalil Mack at number one and Von Miller at number two. Now Von Miller is probably going to be the highest-paid defensive player in about two weeks, so it has to be done in about two weeks. So he's certainly he won Denver Broncos a Super Bowl off his own hand, in my opinion. Certainly in the Super Bowl he did. Uh, and what more can you say about him? He's consistently up there with sacks. He missed, He's missed some time due to injuries. The only reason I went with Khalil Mack over him, they're both similar players. Khalil Mack has a little bit more position flexibility. He can play as a stand-up linebacker. He can cover a little bit better. And also, Khalil Mack plays for the Raiders, whereas Von Miller plays for the Denver Broncos. I think the uh, on-field <sighs> calibre of players is a completely different. Von Miller has Derek Wolf Malik Jackson, DeMarcus Ware, uh, Brandon Marshall playing middle linebacker. They have more threats. Adam Adam got us now, <laughs> whereas you have Khalil Mack is the Raiders' defense. They have Dan Campbell, who's a solid nose tackle. Alden Smith missed most of the season. Um, I think they're going to be better this year because of that, but I also think he's going to be better because of it. I think he will have a monster year and be in contention for defensive MVP and maybe throw J.J. Watt off that. Be cool. I
1: mean, oh. Remember,
2: people will get bored of voting for J.J. Watt. The way it should go is he should win it every year. Like from statistics and play, he should win it every year. But if he his his team wins six games this year and Khalil Max Raiders win ten and make the playoffs and he has as good a year as JJ Watt, then it should go to him.
1: Yeah, and it'll be like um like what happened with Jordan. You know, just the voters get sick of voting for him as the MVP every year, so they vote. I can't remember who they voted and said the bloke from Houston. Anyway, it's basketball.
2: Kareem Awajawan. A larger one? No,
0: he was a little before his time. Okay, that's the only guy I know from yeah. here. I think they did it with uh, LeBron and Steph Curry now.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, LeBron's still the best
0: player. He's the most valuable to that team. Yep, to any team. So, yeah, I think yeah, like you said, people get sick of it and look for someone else. What's
2: J.D. what won three defensive MVPs in a row?
0: Uh, more than
1: likely,
2: I think the record's five. I think he breaks that.
1: It's every chance. I like mean, it's he's... not often
2: a defensive player just wins it that consistently.
1: When you just watch him, if you watch a Houston game and just watch him, he's just har- harassing all the time.
2: And he's an asshole.
1: <laughs> he's terrific. Like, he, just, he is in
2: the head of every single player he goes against. Um, he's a bully. Yeah, and he is better than any offensive lineman, and that's the bottom line. And until an offensive lineman comes into the league that's like, – I, I, Tyron Smith, in my opinion, is the best left tackle in the NFL. I saw J.J. Watt give him a bath. And he is a guy that did everything he could, and it wasn't lack of effort. Um, And you know, he had a few good plays against him, but a good play against JJ Watt is staying in the way of him and not letting him make a sack or not letting him make a tackle for loss. You know, him making a tackle after a four-yard gain is a win, and not many guys have that reputation. Uh, And I think Khalil Mack's going to really shoot up to that level.
1: Yeah, I know. When I plan holidays. I go looking for players I want to be able to say I've seen them play. Yep. You know, I want to be able to say I saw Brady and I'd seen Manning. There was a reason why I went and saw a Houston game on a Thursday night. Because I want to see JJ Watt. Yeah. You know, I want to see him tee off. Yeah, you know, he only played half a game and he got hurt. But he still had two sacks up until that point. Oh, who's Aww. the unprofessional person who left their phone on? Richard. Me. I
2: did it last week, so I won't brag, <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that, that's basically my list. Uh, next week we'll move on to – I think we'll do O-line next week. I think that's the way to go. Rich doesn't know what sign- oh, it's all yes, going on. the newbie. It's not me. It's all going on. You know <laughs> what? You two are so unprofessional. <laughs> Here I am bleeding my heart and my soul on a list that took me all of 15 minutes at least to make because I'm an NFL psycho that knows every player inside and out. Uh, but I really enjoy doing these lists. I'm having a great time with it. If anyone hasn't checked out Pro Football Focus, do yourself a favour and go and have a look at that website. It is... There's some good stuff in there. The algorithms they use to come up with the rankings of players, sometimes it, it does it, it's not quite right. They have guys a little bit... Like, for example, they have Olivia Vernon ranked as the number one defensive end from last season just from play-by-play analysis. Um, but the way they rank guys is, is really impressive. So go and have a look at it. It does cost money if you want to check out all the rankings and that. But see, it's it's $20 for an entire year. That's, that's worth it in my mind. So, everyone should have a look at that. It's, it's, a great, it's a great site. If you want to look at teams' depth charts, all that kind of stuff, they'll give you an accurate ranking because the team websites, they're a little bit too. Our guy's the best in the league. Our guy's the best in the league.
1: Oh, you yeah. can't look at the club's no. websites. <laughs> also,
2: ridiculous. don't look at club's stats either. They're, they're, all, they're all fobbed.
1: <laughs> well, the biggest thing now, mind the San the NFL. Do defensive stats? They yes, don't they leave do. it to the clubs anymore. And a t- I
2: believe a tackle is becoming an official stat this season, which yeah. it wasn't in the past.
1: My my favorite bit is when the teams used to do it themselves, and on one play they'd give out four tackles. Yeah. Like there's only one play, only one person can get one it.
2: tackle, one assist. That's what should be every play. But and that were the years where R- Ray Lewis was having 180 tackles in a
1: season. Like, that's because yeah, the Ravens were doing his stats. Exactly.
2: That, that's more than 10 a game. You just don't average that amount. How do you play that much? Like, especially the guy they run away from most of the time. Like It just doesn't happen. Now, I'll take 130 or 140, but 180, that is just insane. And that's it. Now, it's becoming more official now.
1: Did you record a tackle, Chris?
0: Anyone, re- anyone, make it back to you? No, I don't think so. Too good a punter. That's I, what I reckon are. they probably would have run me over anyway.
2: So. <laughs> 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 I know we've seen, uh, we've seen the guys, especially in the college level, the uh, the Aussie boys have made a few tackles on on punt returns and that. Because a lot of people don't understand, we we grow up tackling. Yeah, We're certainly right. not like I guess once you realise you're a good punter in America, that's all you do. Um and you just never have to tackle anyone.
0: Yeah, in well, I think Australia if you, everyone's got to tackle. If you uh, if you have to make a tackle, then uh, you'll be waiting for that call on the Monday. Just you know you've done something wrong. So yeah. Um, well, I remember in training camp I was asking to the special teams coach, "Can I do? Can we do tackle practice? Can I get in and join it?" And they're like, well, "What's the point? Just kick yeah. it out of bounds or something, and you don't have to tackle." So. <laughs>
2: They were, they were. Uh... It's uh, in a lot of ways, it's such a narrow-minded opinion on on what punters are and whatnot. Like, you should, like at college, they use them so much better, and it's. I think it's because the, there's a slight rule. Yeah, the rule differences. Make a big but difference. I, I just think if they can get those rules in the NFL, it would make it. It'll make punting. Uh, right now, it's pretty arbitrary. You're going to punt it, and sometimes the guy's going to return it for a touchdown. If yeah. he makes a few plays and and gets loose, or. Uh, the punt's going to go out of bounds or get full, fair court. Like there's not. There's you not. can add something else to it and a bit of a wrinkle to it somehow, and make which it more
0: exciting. Is, which is what they've done with the kickoff rule. You know, moving yep. it back and stuff. So at least it's not a. You know, it's a, you actually see some action. So I think kickoffs going to be abolished. Personally, I hope not.
2: I think it's stupid if you do. Like it's not what they've done with the extra point, moving it back. They're trying to abolish extra point. Yep. That's that's what they want to do. They want to make it so teams go, oh, it's actually better if we go for two every time. So then they can go, well, everyone basically goes for two. The extra point's dead now. You have to always go for two.
1: The, the thing about that, how long is it till the – I mean, we've seen basketball change a lot in the last handful of years with the three-pointers because analytics. So you're way better off good at taking the threes. At what point are they gonna is the NFL going to arrive and say, okay, if you go for two every single time, you only need to get it 51% of the time and you're better off
2: yeah but it's all about taking the points that's what it's all about it's about getting that point because what the one time you don't get it if you get it ninety percent of the time that one in ten you don't get it could cost you a game and and that, and that's that's the problem like what if you only score one touchdown one game and that's the one you miss and they score and kick an extra point that's what it's all about when you score first you don't want to go for two and not get it because then you know if they score they can take the lead and that, and that's what it all comes down to it's a very it's an overthought game at some point, but it's just the way the game's designed.
1: It's the thing where the the mathematicians and the eggheads are already sitting there saying you're stupid. Should be gone for two every single time. Yeah, mathematically, these you're mathematicians
2: off. should actually take a field sometime. Well,
1: everyone, la- everyone laughed. Everyone laughed at the baseball ones. Everyone laughed at the basketball ones. But those games have changed. 100. percent They have changed. I think it's because that the players got
2: better at doing certain things. The NBA changed because two guys came in who were the best three-point shooters in ever in the NBA and are on the same team. That's why the game changed. So now everyone's trying to duplicate what they do. Now, is it going to work for everyone else? Is it going to work for them? They've won a championship. That's great. Will they win many more?
1: Who knows? I'd love to know the stats on how often teams score when they're lined up on the three. Because I bet you it's more than
2: 50%. Yeah, well, the, the two-point conversion stats are at about 58%. So it is better, but... It's easy to look at it as a whole and judge than judge a certain situation.
1: Well, and, and that's why you have to look at it as a whole and commit to it for the whole year. You can't just say, "Oh we'll, we'll try it for a while," because you're going to get burnt by it, but if you commit it, if you commit to it for the entire year, I, I'm, I agree with you. I think they will yep, you know, they made the post smaller. They put the
0: kicker back in the '90s and the, They've moved the back. kicker back That's
2: because the kickers were getting so good.
0: Well, wow, that was that from, you know, you're kicking a 20 yard field goal. That's nothing like, no. you know, they don't, there's, oh. no, there's skill in it, but like they very rarely miss an extra point. Well, it was at
2: 99.8%. So, was the, well, what did time. it
0: change to this year? Uh, about, about
2: 93%. It wasn't much.
1: So it difference. dropped about five odd percentage points. Yeah, so there's
0: a couple significant extra yep, points. Yep, it cost that some met. teams some games.
1: Ravens cost them. Yep. Earlier um, in the
0: uh, Vikings was it against the Seahawks?
2: Yeah, that cost him a game. You know, that it, was, it's been so, well, that, that wasn't an extra point, but it was less. It was shorter, and he missed it. So, these are the thing, yeah. And I think when you're finding teams who play in, in the colder weather, like you've sort of, Pittsburgh are already talking about always going for two. Arizona have talked about it because of the offense. Um, but you come up against a really good defense on a, you know, and they're having a good day. I don't know if you want. I
0: just want to take. The, I want to take the one. No, maybe just, I'm
2: conservative. I don't know. I just want to take that one point. Game.
0: Yeah, you yeah. just take its percentages. It's like
2: why when then why when they're on the three do they always just go okay take take the three points? Why don't they always go for it? Fifty percent of the time you're going to get four more points for it. Why not? Because it affects that game.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, NFL isn't a season. You're playing 16 games. NBA, you're playing 82. Yeah. You've got a lot more time for the averages to go in to win for, in your favor, yeah. whereas in the NFL you don't. You you lose your first four games because the averages aren't working out for you. Yeah, you know what? You might you might win 10 of your, you know ten more, but you're still not going to make the playoffs. And this this is the problem. It's too short a season. Baseball and basketball they're on a grander scale uh, that you can do the maths and you can get the best of the averages. I don't think you can in the NFL.
0: Yeah, it's too. Like, I mean, I guess. It- Come back. What we said earlier, it's about winning. You, yep. got, you, you know, it's a winning sport. So, well,
2: a, a coach is going to risk. because the way they get fired. You're going to risk losing your first four games on. That's why it isn't happening. Yep. You're going to risk losing your first four games because you can't convert two point conversions, yep. and you're losing because of it. I don't. You're gone.
0: You, you can argue both sides, can't you? Yep. But At the end of the day, coach wants to do. I don't it. see the problem with extra
2: points anyway. What does it really do to the game? Do what they could do if they want to speed it up cut out the bullcrap ads on either side of it. That might help, but then the NFL lose their dollars, so they don't want to do that. Yeah, right. so you forget
1: you forget how bad it is at a game. Oh, it's awful. When everyone's just sitting around for two minutes while they're on an ad. I know, it, it's, think, it's ridiculous. why are they kicking off? Oh, that's right, we're waiting for TV. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing. At like, home, you don't notice because you've got the ad on. Yeah. At the game, it's really bad. So if yeah. the
2: NFL were really worried about the speed of the game, yeah. cut some freaking ads yeah. from yeah. it. Cut your ads by 10% and charge 10% more. People are still going to pay it. You know, it's the most. What was it? The Jackson Jaguars versus the, um, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Tennessee Titans last year had Thursday more night. than Game Seven of the World Series. Watching a Thursday night game between two yeah. junk teams <laughs> like that just blows my mind. Take ten percent of your ads away and charge ten percent more. People will pay it. It's worth
1: it. I guess TV guys have to get their money back somewhere. Yeah, but either way, that's bringing us to the towards the end of the show. Now, first thing I'm sure everyone's noticed. Chris is in the studio again. He's going to be joining us more and more. Um, I'm sure James will slow down, and let you speak occasionally. Sorry, I do. As
2: we go you've, on. Just, you've just got to jump in in front of me. I, once I get talking, especially when I get to it, talking about personnel and schemes, I just uh, I'm just like a dog with a bone.
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, you've definitely. Uh my knowledge, your, uh, <laughs> your knowledge of, of everything is, is astounding. So, uh,
2: you have to understand, Chris, you had a successful AFL career. I sat in my room reading um, NFL articles. When you were playing in the NFL, yeah. I was playing Madden. So, you know, I've had a bit more time to learn about this stuff (laughs) because I've had a
0: much less successful sporting life. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, look, I enjoy listening to to what you have to say. So it's... uh, No, it's a pleasure
2: to have you, Chris. We're we're glad you're back.
0: It is good to be in here. Like I said to Rich uh, last week, you know, there's nothing better than sitting around talking football. So... You know, when the season gets going, things are going to get hotted up, and uh, that's what we're that's what we want.
2: Richie gets a bit antsy in the season because Tampa Bay are always they always suck. So you got to be real. Suck a bit. You got to walk on eggshells around. Oh look, you got to you
0: got to have be positive at the start of the year. You know, it's a new year, and they it, it, it could have a good camp. You do have a quarterback, and that's well, the as long as we as long we, as have more games than last year. Um, so if we do, if they do, I want you. I'll bring in my Tampa Bay helmet. Do you, you have be- a Tampa Bay helmet? I have a Tampa Bay one? helmet. Your game one? I have a game one. Oh, game. that's awesome. So I would want you to do the show wearing the Tampa Bay <laughs> helmet.
2: Yes. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll- you have to predict their record next week. I want you to predict their record. And before if the roster's even set. No,
0: not before. I reckon- yeah, let, let me get the roster The Week before
2: the game, you got to predict the-, the record. We'll, and do, if it, you're we'll wrong, do it during the season previews. you got to wear the yep.
0: helmet. Do the uh, uh, let, they can have the four preseason games, and once all the final cut so cool be you a, made, I'll he was a in he played it. in the NFL. I'll wear I it three. I got all the
1: teams. <laughs> <and that's, yeah. laughs> uh, We're gonna have to go satellite. Do it, knows, Chris, do it from Chris's bunker.
2: He knows Rex Ryan personally. Like he's had a conversation with him. All I've done is stalk him on Twitter.
1: <laughs> and He blocked you. He didn't
2: block me. We had a disagreement, Richard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Either way, you're gonna be hearing a lot more from Chris as the season goes on. And as we as we fine-tune what our in-season well, uh, certainly schedule be in, will I, be. I,
2: I, I go away in a couple of weeks. you so will certainly be in for then and hopefully more permanently.
0: Uh, yeah, hopefully i will have some uh, some knowledge while you're not here and have something to say.
2: We just have to see if the bosses will sign off on it. Uh, turns out that they don't care. It doesn't no, matter. They don't They're good. matter. It's okay. all good. They don't even know who we they are. They tried to kick
1: <laughs> us out of the studio today. They didn't even know who we were. And we
2: cowled in fear. Yeah. And then they got out anyway, and then we made a smart-ass remark about how tough we were. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> on that note thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcast you can follow James on Twitter at jartha 6594 you can follow Chris Chris Brian 82 and of course you can follow me at Richard 03 in SEN America at SEN America on the Facebook as well until next week for James for Chris I'm Richard thanks for downloading. And I'm late on the button again so I wasn't ready. It's Thanks so for bad. listening to there the
2: SEN NFL podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash America.